My name is Anders Umberzat, and you're listening to the Fly Convention Podcast. Here are your hosts, Daniel Kananen and Adam McCarlson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fly Convention Podcast. Uh, we're really grateful for those of you who uh, come back every couple weeks. Yeah, we are. Hang Very out grateful. with us. Um, and I mean, I mean, part of it is just because um, we do think what we're, we're trying to accomplish here is meaningful and important, right? Uh, we know that ministry to teens passing on the faith to the next generation is, uh, is, is a task that's been given to the church and something where we actually can't drop the ball on this. We can't fumble um, this, this, this why, task. Why do you say drop the ball, fumble? I have no idea. Maybe it's because the Super Bowl is coming up on February 11th, and and the interviewer today, the interviewee, the one being interviewed, the one being interviewed today is going to be talking about sports. Um, but I love this opportunity that we have. Um, I'm getting back to my original my, my original thought process here. Sorry, uh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> that was a great segue. I did it on purpose, and I'm glad that you caught my reference to this. So it worked out really well. Um, but I love getting to hang out with you guys. I know you're not here in the room with Daniel and I as we were recording this, but uh, being part of your lives, equipping you um, to do ministry uh, for teenagers, to pass on the faith to them, to welcome them into this beautiful body of Christ uh, that, that that he has called all of us to be part of. It's a really cool thing and a really wonderful thing. So, so thinking about the Super Bowl, as you mentioned already, yes. as, as Logan Strand is our guest today on the Flag Adventure Podcast, Adam... Yes. Let's talk about the Super Bowl for a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. do, does your youth group, did you, let's talk about two different aspects, you know. Well, there's all kinds of, what do you do for the Super Bowl? What does your family, does your youth group have Super Bowl traditions? Family? No. We're not big Super Bowl people. I probably haven't watched it for several years. And so I apologize to any of you that I may be just offended. Half of the, the people are listenership and it's probably going to drop at this point. But no, I haven't really watched for a long time. Um, never been a huge part of my life. Um, I remember going to a few Super Bowl parties and different things like that too. But for ministry, um, we never did as a youth group, but our young adult group um, that I oversaw at Abiding Savior in Sioux Falls, um, they would always do Super Bowl party, and that was a lot of fun. We, so, in, in our church, we never had a like growing up as a teenager, we had Super Bowl parties, but as an adult, as a youth leader myself, we didn't hold Super Bowl parties because we, we found out that the reason why we didn't do it is because there's a lot of organic Super Bowl parties going on yes. in our church, yep. and it wasn't just youth, it was families. And so, and I remember one I went to, like, there must have been like 50 people there. Mm. I I counted, there were four of us watching the game. <laughs> 46, if you do the math, were not. Guess where they were? Uh, the 46, guess where most of them were? Around the table. Around the table. Where all the snacks are. Yep. But I think Super Bowl parties, they're, you know, you get all those people that watch Super Bowl that have no interest in sports at all, but yet they'll watch it because it's about the, the, the fellowship aspect. Yes. It's about the food. It's about it's a big gathering. Crazy enough, my, my own family, we did this fantasy football league and we needed an, another person to round off the numbers. And my wife re- said, I'll do it. <laughs> and so she's, she knows nothing about football, but yet guess what? She ch- has checked this whole season every week up until now her fantasy football because she's yes. now involved in it. And, but it, it, to me, whether it's fantasy football, the Super Bowl, different things, it's just sports is one way that we, that brings people together. And I think that's yes. where we need to focus in is the, the fellowship aspect of it. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. There's a, a huge social aspect of it. I think Super Bowl Sunday for most people is less about the sports and more about the friends and the people and the food and spending time with one another. So, so this is off script here, Adam. What, what do you think in churches? I mean, do you think there are times in churches that we um, 
we, we need more times like this. We need more things like the Super Bowl that are going to bring us together. Are, are there things in our church that we're lacking that could help facilitate? I don't know how to bet. That's why it's off script because I haven't thought through this question. I'm just asking off the yeah, cuff sure. here if you understand what I'm trying to get at here. You know, what? how do we build more community in our churches with not, not just once a year on Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. but are there other things that we can do um, to help build community? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an important, an important thing that Christians do, you know, that we are, we are part of community. We can't be Lone Ranger Christians. We can't do this on our own. That's not how God built us. It's not how he designed us as believers and as Christians to operate. Uh, we can't do this solo. And so forming community, being part of the body of Christ is, I would say, essential. Um, you know, and I think here, um, we, there's, there's not a lot that we are, are given as far as really specific details on how this must be done. You know, I think the church gathers around um, some of those things that are prescribed in Scripture. We come together to worship together, uh, to gather around his word and to hear those things. And uh, that's part of our fellowship. That's part of what binds us together. So we don't want to just overlook that. Uh, sometimes we think of, well, that's that's the church service and this other thing over here is fellowship. No, I think our, our times where we're in a Bible study together or a Sunday school class or in a worship service, that's fellowship. We're fellowshipping together with believers um, around the word of God and under the banner of Christ. So I think that's an important piece. And, and vice versa, the Super Bowl parties that we have as church, that's worship. Is, wait, is that what you said? Yes. you said the, the, that our worship services are fellowship. fellowship. And I said those fellowship times are also worship mm-hmm. because we're living out our lives as living sacrifices with each other. But I do think there's other opportunities like Super Bowl parties that we can do where we can just be with one another, be right. friends with each other. So, right. and I think churches could um, organize and put on an event. You know, we could do this, you know, formally structured sort of a thing. And that's maybe what your congregation needs. But I also think there's, there's a lot of uh, reason why it would just be good for organic opportunities for people from the church to say, Hey, we should just get together. Let's do this thing. Right. Um, and, and, and I think both are appropriate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think the word organic always comes to my mind when it comes to those kinds of events, just organically get together with people, play with them board games, do something together. Um, it doesn't always need to be in a few days here as we celebrate the Super Bowl, or as you will not be celebrating the Super Bowl. Maybe this year you Maybe will. Maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe there'll be someone who will organically invite me to come along and we'll Speaking have an opportunity Speaking of inviting to, to the Super Bowl, so. it was the Saturday before the Super Bowl was here in Minnesota in 2018. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, my friend says sends me a text and says, want to go to the Super Bowl? And I said, Yes. I called. I called my senior pastor. I said, "Ah, uh, so I won't be able to lead music tomorrow morning because I'm going to the Super Bowl, sucker." Yeah, I didn't say it like that to my senior pastor. Not until after he said yes. At That's least. what I meant. <laughs> so I think he's kind of jealous. He's, he's probably like, "Well, do you want to preach for me? Because I'll go." Anyway, that was yeah. it. Was great going to the Super Bowl. On this, did you play sports, Daniel? Growing up, did you do did, any, anything like um, that? As a yeah, or now still. Did I play sport, sports? That's a really relative term here, a relative question. <laughs> you know, I, I dressed up for basketball. <laughs> and in my hometown that I grew up in in northern Minnesota, hockey is like mm. year-round. And I was never big enough, strong enough uh, to play organized hockey. Um, but I would walk down to the local rink and just skate for hours mm. with the stick puck in my skates. And just, I love doing that. So even though I play organized basketball, um, I was more of a hockey. I really loved hockey. I was not good at any of that. Uh, but yeah, how about you? Yep, I did some sports um, growing up. I think the the one that I um, stuck with the longest throughout my, my time in school was golf. 
Um, so I started in middle school and all the way through high school. And um, that was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that that sport. But I played some football for a while. Um, I was a center on their football team, um, not all the way through high school, but I also played baseball, um, mostly in elementary middle school from there too. Um, but I loved, loved getting to play sports. But for me, it was pretty casual. It was never super intense or super competitive for me. I just liked getting to be with people, hanging out, being active, and uh, being part of that was a, a, a lot of fun for me. So... Yeah. Um, on this topic of sports today, we uh, are going to transition into this interview that we did with Logan Strand. Andrew Nealon interviewed Logan Strand. And Logan uh, led an elective at the Fly Convention this past summer on sports. Um, and thinking about uh, how can we live out my faith on the field. And we, we uh, never want to get to this place where we, we pit sports or make sports seem like it's a bad thing, you know, that it's opposed to our faith and um, excited for opportunities, how we can we can think this through. How is this something that we can redeem as well? How can we leverage sports uh, to be used for the glory of God? And how could we live out our vocation as, as a believer in Christ in this area? And how can we love the people that he has called us to in there? Um, I'm excited to hear this. And without further ado, uh, we're going to listen to this interview with Logan Strand on sports. The following interview was recorded live at the 2023 Fly Convention. All right, I'm here today with Logan Strand, who's given an elective at the Fly Convention entitled Sports, Living Out My Faith on the Field. Logan, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So yeah, I am Logan Strand. I currently work as the director of sports ministry at the Free Lutheran Bible College and the head men's basketball coach there. So pretty much what this elective talks about is how Christians can use sports and incorporate their faith and how we have many tools in the Bible to just go through and really to change the culture of sports, right? Today we talk about how obsessive people are and how focused they are and sports really becomes an idol for a lot of people. It mm -hmm. used to be for me as well. And this elective, I think, will really show my story and how mm. I came from obsessing over sports to really th using the Bible as a guide and using that as faith goes into using sports mm. as well. Yeah, so. yeah. sports, common idol, I think, and teens across the country. What are some things that teens should be aware of when they think about participating in sports, being involved in sports? Well, if you see today, especially at the middle school and high school level, mm -hmm. AAU has become such a huge phenomenon right. across the country. And when do their tournaments take place? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, weekends, yeah. Right? And Sunday is one of those days, right, where that's when you're supposed to be getting in church community and building right. those relationships and really coming to understand your faith and really what you believe. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes an idol because now, instead of going to church, you're playing basketball tournament Sunday after Sunday after mm -hmm. Sunday. And you haven't seen your youth group friends in a month. Yeah. And then you don't care about going to church anymore. You're like, I got practice because so-and-so did better than me at the AAU tournament. Yeah. I want to get the scholarship. I want to do this. And all of a sudden, it's an obsession. And it's an idol. Yeah. Yeah, the never-ending competition and uh, neglect of the faith uh, that can be nurtured in a con congregation. Absolutely. It's the bad side of sports. What could the good side of sports be? Are there, let me ask you this, are there any good sides of sports? Absolutely. And sports, this is where me and Wade Mobley at the Bible school, we talk yeah. about this all the time. How, how can we make sports a good positive experience, right. right? Sports brings so many life lessons and so many things that are talked about in the Bible, right? Jesus as a servant leader is one of the topics we talk about in this elective mm. where Jesus went and served, right? Same thing. If you flip sports on its head, right? Right now, it's very narcissistic. Yourself, 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 yeah. focus on you. If you start serving each other and you look at any of the good sports teams, 
all they talk about, like Oklahoma softball team and their testimonies that they give, mm-hmm. talk about teamwork and relationships. And that's what we do in the church. That's what a church mm. takes is building those relationships. Mm. So the verses that we use pretty much for the, is um, James 2, 14 through 18. Yeah. And that talks about living your faith out by your deeds and by your actions. Sure. And how can you be a light in a place where it's so narrow-minded and focused and being able to use your faith for those and yeah if you listen to the elective like you'll be able to hear those things that we talk about and just see how faith incorporates deeds and the life lessons that you can learn through sports using jesus as a model for sports that's that's awesome yeah that's the way it should be that's that's really cool absolutely what are some uh practical ways that christian athletes can live out their faith on the field or court or uh, arena, wherever you play. Yeah. So actually this question makes me really happy. So today we okay. had a student ask, they were like, what do I do if like an umpire makes a bad call and what, what do, how do yeah. I respond to that? And there's this person that in the Bible, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head where it is, but it says, do everything without complaining or grumbling. Right. Right. And it's just like doing those little things where it's like a dude's trash talking you and just talking mean yeah. things. And it's just like, Hey man, I like your shoes right? Giving compliments and treat sure. and being kind and just being like, you know, I'm here to serve and to show my love for sport and mm. do everything for the glory of God. Yeah. And when you do that, then all of a sudden people are like, man, why is that kid so different? Mm. Why, what does he have that my kid doesn't have? And all of a sudden you've reached the coaches, the parents and the students mm. all over the field. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. One of my most vivid memories growing up uh, in Montana, I, I attended a lot of sports events, a lot of uh, college, high school games. But the most vivid memory I have is uh, this high school basketball player who would run to the, the ref after every game, shake his hand, mm-hmm. win, lose, uh, you know, hi- the heights of victory, the depths of most embarrassing loss. He's always shaking the ref's hand, thanking yeah. him for his work. Yeah. And right. Like every single person matters mm-hmm. here on this planet, right? Like every person's an eternal human soul as yeah. Wade says, but it's true. And it's like, you know, even in the competitive nature of sports and how that turns, right? they still matter. Mm-hmm. And if we can show other non-Christians and Christians alike, our faith out in our sporting environment and in those hotly contested environments mm-hmm. and still show the love of God. Now, all of a sudden you got something and people are like, man, that dude's different. Like yeah. now they see your faith by your deeds mm-hmm. and really living out those verses in James yeah. too. That's so cool. I'm excited, excited to hear it. Uh, what's last question before we stop, what's one takeaway that you hope students or adults who uh, attend your uh, elective or hear it later, but one, one thing you want them to take away from it? I want them to take away that there is hope in our sporting environments nowadays, mm. right? Like, like I said before, like the individualism and the competitive nature, and you hear parents yelling things from the stands that yeah. you wouldn't think ever should be said by a parent or an adult in right. that matter, that there is hope, and right, and that this book, the Bible that we have, really has the keys to everything that we do and mm. doing everything for the glory of God. And just to keep that in focus. And because yeah. when we lose focus of that, then all of a sudden, then we start focusing, narrowing in on right. what we do and what I do and that instead of serving the king yeah. and doing things for the glory of cool. God. Sports aren't bad, right, Logan? Sports aren't bad. Cool. Sports can be good too. Yeah. All right, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Logan, for uh, being here today and for sharing with us this interview. Uh, thanks, Andrew Nealon, too, for, for bringing it up. Um, I loved this idea, and um, I think it's an important one. There's so many teens that are involved and yeah. really invested in sports. And so I think this is an important conversation um, that we're, we're having and important conversation that Logan is bringing up. Um, one of the things that stood out to me um, is maybe more of a question 
that I formed while I was listening through this. He, he brought up briefly how uh, one of the challenges of being a part of sports teams is that the schedules for games and tournaments is often on weekends. Um, and this, for most people, this conflicts then with our, our normal worship schedule, you know, when we gather together as believers um, to do that. And so one of the questions that I had is how can we still be involved with sports or how can teens still be involved in sports, but also be meaningfully invested in a congregation and in congregational life. Um, I think that's a challenge that a lot of parents have, a lot of youth leaders have, is how can we balance some of these things? Uh, do you have any thoughts that come yeah, to my, mind? The first thought that comes to mind, there is no answer, unfortunately, to this. It'd be easy. It'd be a lot easier. We wouldn't have to ask the question if there's an answer. Uh, this is something that my wife and I, we, we've wrestled with a little bit. You know, our, our kids don't play, well, I mean, they're part of sports, but not your traditional sports. Our boys are in robotics and our girls are in gymnastics. And oftentimes we have tournaments that will land on the weekend. And sometimes we don't know if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, depending on what level they're in. And there've been times where it's landed on Sunday. We're like, we're caught. We're just like, well, what do we do here? Um, and there were times, there's two aspects. One, because I was needed to be at church as I worked for the church. Um, I had to be there. I missed my daughter's gymnastic tournament because I had to be at church. Um, but then my daughter is missing church because she needs to be at her gymnastics tournament. And, and for my wife and I, it, it's something that we've talked about and wrestled through. And I wonder if it's frustrating to us. It's very frustrating to us. At some point, we have kind of weighed out what is our priority? What is it that we put in value and what are we communicating to our daughter or to our sons? Are we saying that this is more important than going to church or are we saying that church is more important than that? I think in both cases, there needs to be some sacrifice. I don't know what that sacrifice looks like, but there are some tournaments that my daughter will not go to because we're just not going to do it every, sorry, we're just not going to go every Sunday. Um, but I think it's, it's important to, as parents, as ministry leaders, to make sure that our kids know what the priority is. Even if we're going to miss a Sunday here and there, I guess I'm okay. Is it right? I don't know. But I'm okay if we miss one or here or there because I know that my faith and my the, the way that Jesus loves me is not dependent upon my church attendance. However, being a part of the body of Christ, you want to be there. You want to be part of it because that's what we're commanded to do. Um, as long as they, that our children know that our, our identity, our priority is not founded in sports, it's not founded in robotics, it's not founded in gymnastics or whatever you do, but it is founded in Jesus Christ, um, I think that's a good way to start to, to make sure that we know that. And I personally, Adam, I'm okay if we miss one or here. They, when it becomes consistent, that's when I start to have a—I uh, know there are some parents out there that they, they haven't been to church in months because it's basketball season, mm-hmm. whatever like that. that. That's the thoughts that come to my uh, my. My mind. Do you have do you have thoughts? You asked a question, but do you have thoughts on that? I do. Yeah. The, the I think, and you hit on this partially too, where it's it's it has to be something that we're intentional about as parents, right? Um, and I think as as youth leaders and pastors, uh, I think you have a, a voice here where you can come alongside and help equip them and give them resources and maybe start asking some of those questions can be a good thing that you do. But it, it's something we have to be intentional about. So um, you, the priority that we have in life, we can we can try to say, well, this is the priority, so I'll always do that or this or that's the priority, so I'm always going to do that. And I think we can recognize both of these things are good, right? Uh, we need to be a part of a congregation. That's a, a, a mandate uh, for us as believers, uh, something, a life-giving opportunity, a beautiful connection, meaningful relationships to come and receive God's good gifts for us. Uh, we, can't, we can't ignore that, and we can't push that off to the side. And yet at the same time, we do have a call to live out our faith in the world around us. And I think sports is one way that we can do that. And so I think it's just good. Have a plan know what you're going to do. Talk about it with your kids and figure out a way. And maybe they're, they're part of the solution. Maybe you work through it with them and say, hey, this is an, our faith is important to us. And this is something we need to do. 
sports are important to you and your involvement on this team, what do we need to do to make sure that we're not losing sight of our faith and connection with this body of believers? Here? I think we also need to approach it. It's not right or wrong. One's not right or wrong. Uh, I'd be care- I'm treading on careful waters here, but it's that if we're going to miss Sunday— and we're going to do that just based on what you said. If our identity is found in Christ and living on our faith, there's opportunity there then, right? Because church isn't necessarily just all just the place you go. Church is who you are. So as a church, then we can be church and we can go out and live our faith out in those tournaments that we're doing. Um, and and I, he mentioned that, you know, he mentioned James chapter two. He talked about living out our faith and being a light in those situations. However, you can't just use that as justification to just keep missing church at the mm-hmm. same time. But it, it, I think it needs to be, it can't, it's not one of those, it's not right or wrong. It's just integration of our lives together as believers. Yeah. There's a few things that um, I have, uh, as I've worked with parents, other parents who have kind of come up with some uh, their own ideas that I, I really liked. Uh, one of them is uh, when possible, and if the, the the schedule allowed, if they were gone for a weekend for a tournament or something like that, they would do research before they left. They figure out what town they're going to be in, where they're going to be at, and if if it worked out, they would find a church to go to. You know, they were going to say, "This is how we're going to prioritize it." Um, sometimes it was finding a Saturday service. Uh, sometimes it was uh, getting up early for an early church service before the tournament would start or their games were or something like that. Um, so that that could be uh, a tool that you could have in your pocket and maybe is something that you can consider. Um, nowadays, too, with a lot of churches that are live streamed. Um, and my own family is that to miss. It's it's not for sports. That's not something we're we're heavily involved in. But if we're ever missing for something else, we take time to make sure that we prioritize that. We let our kids know, hey, this is a priority for us. We can't be in there in person. We like that better when we can. We can't be there today, and but we're going to still make it a priority to come and worship and find an opportunity to live stream um, our church worship service as well. So two two tools that you could use. But I mean, the sky's the limit on this. I think there's lots of ways that you might be able to identify and work with your family on what this looks like. Yeah, so. and one last thing, I really appreciate what Logan's brought out is to is how he talked about how important it is that when you play sports, you know, you you can't change other people's attitude and perspectives about things. You know, people get in bad moods when they play sports. Parents get in bad moods. Sometimes arguably worse than the, the students actually who are playing the sport. But you're responsible. You're responsible for changing your attitude and how you participate and how you actively involve. And I think that goes in hand in hand with what we're talking about here is if we're going to be church and we're going to be that in the places we are, robotics, basketball, whatever it is, that it's about our attitude about things. And, and, and that comes from us as parents, as you just said, Adam, setting the priority and going, hey, we're not going to have a bad attitude about this. We're actually going to partake. We're going to have an opportunity to visit a different church and to, to, to worship with other believers. Um, but then also I think that translates and then when they're on the, in the court or on the robotics field to know that um, it, it's about our attitude. And I appreciate that about what Logan had to do with just choose to have a good attitude and that comes easy when you're walking by faith when you have that church foundation that that foundation from uh where you worship with other believers and and the things that you do so i really appreciate that from logan i love that yeah as we uh, close and wrap things up here just encouragement to all of you yeah if if you're in a part of a sports team uh when you put on that jersey or that uniform don't take off those robes of righteousness right we we still wear those and we still bear the banner of christ and uh, how we interact and how we live out our vocation full confession sometimes when i go watch my favorite hockey team I intentionally leave the rope of righteousness in the car. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> if they're not playing so well. Everyone, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, excited to be uh, a part of this discussion that maybe hopefully that you guys will be having too around sports and priorities and value and how can we uh, both be part of our congregations and live out our vocations. Our teens can live out our vocations through sports as well. Um, in the next episode, we're going to be hearing from Monica Coyle and she's going to be talking about creative arts. Those creative people out there, um, how can God be using you and what can uh, how can you use those gifts for his 
his glory. Until then, know that we are praying for you. Uh, here at uh, Fly Convention, AFLC Youth Ministries, we're praying for you, for your congregation, for parents, and for students. This has been a production of the Fly Convention.